The Big Ten released the football schedules for the 2024 and 25 seasons, and in doing so, did a huge favor to the Indiana Hoosiers. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Monday, everybody. You are Locked On Hoosiers, the one and only daily IU podcast. We are part of the Locked On Network, your team every day of free and available wherever you guys listen or watch podcasts at uh, over on YouTube as well. I'm your host as always, Jacob Rood. Thank you guys for joining us today. Uh, episodes out a little bit late today, but we should be past all the delays and everything for the summer and we're good to go. The big news of the weekend, uh, actually predating the weekend a little bit was the release of the big 10 schedules and I, the Hoosiers, I come away from this thinking that they got a really good deal. It's kind of a really good deal and a really bad deal. Uh, for one, if you look at their 2024 schedule, they don't have to play Ohio State and Michigan. And boy, what a uh, just a glorious thing that is. I can't tell you how exhausting it was. And I know... I'm preaching to the choir. You guys have been there. How exhausting it was to continually have to play Ohio State and Michigan, often in like either back-to-back weeks or uh, the two of them in a three-game span. It stinks. It's awful. It's it's obviously what we hate most about the Big Ten East. And now for the first time since 2008, the Hoosiers are not going to have to play Ohio State and Michigan in the same year. Uh, that being both of them are going to be off the schedule the first time in 15 years when they play uh, or when the Hoosiers have the 2024 season, the biggest takeaway uh, obviously is that the Hoosiers and Purdue are one of the protected rivalries. I believe there were 11 of them that were protected that being amongst them. The Hoosiers, or excuse me, the Big Ten essentially did a kind of three protected games or opponents type of look, uh, but it's going to change year over year. Those 11 opponents are going to be protected just annually. Those games are always going to be played. They'll kind of refresh the schedule every two years, and you'll have two play opponents that you play both years. For the Hoosiers, that's going to be Michigan, Michigan State and Maryland for this cycle. And we kind of talked about this. Michigan State was a pretty obvious one with the, the old Brass Platoon uh, trophy being available in that one. And so it was going to be who the third opponent was, and it was just kind of up in the air. And we hypothesized IU kind of might get the short stick and have to play one of Maryland or Rutgers teams that don't really have a natural rival as well. And that's the case. So both in 24 and 25, the Hoosiers are going to play uh, Maryland and Purdue, uh, Maryland and Michigan state along with Purdue, uh, in 2024, Maryland and Purdue games will be at home. Uh, 2025, the Michigan state game will be at home. 
the schedule is going to last, as I said, for the 2024 and 2025 season. Then they'll switch it up again. There might be more expansion by then. There might be a more natural rival, third rival for the Hoosiers in that span. I don't know, but it offers them the flexibility to continue switching things up if this doesn't work, which is nice because the Big Ten East hasn't worked for a really long time and they didn't want to switch that up ever. So at least having the ability to change these things is is nice and something that I'm looking forward to is that we won't be stuck in the same kind of rut and cycle year over year over year. But with the way the schedule falls out, the Hoosiers, while 2024, I think is going to be a really good year. And we're going to talk about that. 2025 is going to be brutal because you're going to have to play Ohio state, Michigan and USC in the same year. It leads to an interesting debate. Would you rather have the way it is, going to be set up for these two years where 2024 you have a pretty easy schedule especially relative to what you've been playing but it means in 2025 you're going to play all the big dogs is that better personally i think i would rather do that load up the schedule every other year and give yourself a shot at making a bowl game and having a a successful season in the in the kind of off year of that we're going to see how it plays out for the Hoosiers. It could set up for a really, really disappointing 2024. And then you roll into 2025 where the expectations are going to be uh, really low with just how tough the schedule is going to be. But ultimately I, the biggest takeaway I have from this, just kind of looking at the schedule and having sat with it for a number of days, IU was done one heck of a service for the 2024 season. There's a pretty clear path to six wins. We're going to dive into each year and what the schedule looks like here in a few moments, but the path to six wins is pretty clear or clearer, I should say, than it typically is, which, which also means it could be a make or break year for Tom Allen, he's probably not going to be fired this year because even though, or his buyout drops only to quote unquote only to 20.8 million on December 1st, it is December 1st of next year where it drops all the way down to 7.9 million. So 2024 in a number of ways is going to be a very, very important season for IU football. You, if you're Tom Allen and you know the pressures that are kind of associated with that, you have to be doing all sorts of happy dances looking at the schedule for 2024. It's not going to be easy by any means. There really isn't kind of an easy schedule for Big Ten football, but there is an easier schedule, especially when comparing it to 2025. And 2024 is going to be one of the easier schedules of the Hoosiers have had and could have both uh, relative to the Big Ten. No Ohio State, no Michigan, no USC. It, it, set, it sets up nicely. Now, are the Hoosiers going to be able to take advantage of it? There's a, a long uh, resume of them fumbling opportunities, but it's set up nicely. Let's dive in a little bit deeper into this 2024 schedule. 
who the Hoosiers are going to be playing and why it is set up so nicely for them. Before we do that, I want to thank the sponsor of today's episode. We forgot to mention it at the top, FanDuel. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA Finals. You don't have much time left because right now new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet does not win. The finals are almost over. It's looking like Thomas Bryant is going to end up with an NBA championship ring at season's end. Uh, the Heat have fought valiantly, but it, it seems like they don't really have enough left. Now, don't count out the Heat. They, they've kind of been in similar situations since the playing game. And if you think that they have another comeback left in them, head over to FanDuel tonight. Throw some money down on the uh, Heat money line. Because even if you are wrong, you get those bonus bets back. There's no better place to bet on all the finals action than America's number one sports book. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get the no sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. Big thanks to you guys for making us your first listen every single day. Every day is Wednesday on the show. Probably going to dive a little bit more into season recaps. Uh, I got a question about Sydney Parrish and kind of her role in this upcoming uh, season. I, we spent Friday's episode talking about Chloe Moore McNeil and Sarah Scalia. So if you guys missed that, go listen to that. But I talked a lot about kind of leadership and stepping up with them. I didn't mention Sydney Parrish only because it was a, a show dedicated to Chloe and Sarah Scalia. A lot of those things are going to apply to her. So. Uh, Sydney Parrish and uh, maybe someone else we'll talk about with the women's basketball team on Wednesday. So be, sh be sure you guys tune into that. Let's take a look at this 2024 schedule for IU football. We'll start with if we're trying to lay out a path uh, for bowl eligibility, a couple things have to be there. For one, I mean, to be frank, you need a lot of Big Ten West opponents. That's something the Hoosiers just naturally haven't had because of playing in the Big Ten East. You have five of them in this schedule for 2024. Purdue, obviously, is the protected rival. Then you have Minnesota, Nebraska, Northwestern, and Wisconsin. It's pretty far out to project on a number of things, so I'm not going to say necessarily who's going to be good, who's going to be bad. We don't know that necessarily, but what I know is that in recent meetings, the Hoosiers have, I was going to say in recent meetings, they've played well against um, Purdue, but I guess in the most recent meeting, they did not. But generally speaking, I mean, it's a rivalry game. That's going to be an, uh, an exciting game. Nebraska is going to feel like a winnable game unless things really turn around uh, for them in one season basically that felt like a really winnable game and kind of a a breaking point last season for the Hoosiers uh, Northwestern is the same they're so cyclical and whether they are really good or really bad that it it typically feels like a game the Hoosiers have a shot in they won the last meeting but that was 2019 those two teams have only played three times since 2012 so uh it, that is going to feel like a winnable game. 
that's going to be that's just kind of the word to use is winnable games because those don't often happen in the Big Ten East. You have to mark off Penn State, Michigan, Ohio State, and typically Michigan State as losses right off the bat, and you really limit how much even margin for error that you have. With this schedule, you have more margin for error. You can look at the non-conference schedule. FIU, that certainly is a game that should be favored. And Louisville will be, honestly, probably a loss. It's going to be a tough game played in Louisville. But then you have Charlotte at home. So I think it's safe to say you're going to have two wins out of non-conference play, which means you need to find five wins in conference play. We mentioned those five teams. So your home games in 2024 are going to be Maryland. Again, another team Indiana is competitive with and another team Indiana has beaten in recent years. That will be a home game. Maryland's won the last two before that. IU won the uh, three previous meetings. That'll be a home game. Minnesota will be a home game. Not a team really Indiana's played hardly at all. I think the last meeting was a the Friday night game between the two. Minnesota's won the last four games, but that dates all the way back to 2008. Again, it's going to feel like a game that the Hoosiers should be close in. Uh, the, t- the The Friday night meeting was two meetings ago, but the the uh, some of the more recent losses have been by seven points, by three points, by nine points. So it's a game I think Indiana can head into, barring drastic changes this season this season thinking that they have a shot in it Uh, so you have maryland you have minnesota penn state it's going to be a tough one purdue we kind of discussed ucla it's going to be really interesting to see how they acclimate to the big 10 they've never played in football uh ucla has had kind of a i believe last season was a bit of a rough season for them I am not going to really have any sort of idea of how those two programs are going to adjust to the Big Ten, adjust to flying across the country to play games regularly, and just that's not even really taking into uh, account the state of the program. I was wrong. Last year they were good. They were nine and four last year, uh, eight and four the year before that. So even kind of in quote unquote down years, uh, they're still a good team. So. That's going to be a tough meeting. Your road games, though, well, that's the other big point before we move on. You have five road games, excuse me, five uh, home games in Big Ten play alone. Maryland, Minnesota, Penn State, Purdue, UCLA. You add in Florida International and Charlotte. You have seven home games in that season as part of a 12-game season. Seven of them are at home. That is another reason this feels like a really big season that you have to take advantage of. You you aren't often dealt favorable hands in the Big Ten. When you are, you really have to take advantage of them. I don't know how well-positioned IU is going to be to do that, and there are certainly things you, you could point to that you would believe they would be if Taven Jackson uh, adjusts and plays well. You're going to have a talented quarterback coming back next season or maybe Dexter Williams depending on how that situation goes you have weapons Jalen Lucas assuming he's back uh 
you're constantly bringing in wide receivers. Donovan McCauley, uh, I think Cam Camper is a senior this year, but you have talent that you can point to as optimism for 2024. Your road games aren't the worst necessarily. Michigan State is a team. It's unclear uh, how good they're going to be. I mean, it, it seemed like they were on an upward trajectory, took a bit of a step back last season. IU was a team that handed them a pretty big gut punch of a loss. That's obviously a rivalry game. It's been pretty evenly matched over the last number of seasons. The Hoosiers might have something there that they can uh, play tough in that one. Nebraska, the Hoosiers have won in Nebraska recently. It wasn't last season, but recently they have won in Nebraska. Northwestern that we mentioned, typically a team IU can play uh, close with. And then Wisconsin is one that I, I feel probably will be just kind of looking at that schedule, probably with Penn State, the two I would mark off as the safest losses. I know Wisconsin has a new coach, but Luke Fickle is really, really good, and IU's beaten them once since 2002. It It is what it is. Wisconsin's a good football program, but only marking, only looking at the schedule and saying there are two surefire losses, that alone I think is a big change moving forward. Again, the first time since 2008, Indiana isn't going to have to play Ohio State and Michigan, and you get kind of the more favorable addition in, in getting to play UCLA instead of UC, USC. That's a huge gift. Now, if you look back to 2008, when IU did not have to play either one of those schools, you can look at IU's schedule that season. They played one ranked team in Penn State. They went 3-9 and nine that season. So if that doesn't tell you everything about Indiana and taking advantage of situations. I don't know what will they lost to ball state that year. They won their first two games against FCS schools and then lost five straight games. They barely beat Northwestern who we mentioned, and then lost their last four games of the season, including to central Michigan and including getting destroyed in the old Oak and bucket game to Purdue uh, and Curtis painter. So just because it's a favorable situation doesn't mean the Hoosiers are going to take advantage of it. But realistically, what you can, I mean, asking for a favorable situation is all you can do when it comes to the Big Ten. There's not going to be that gauntlet stretch that there has been in so many years where you have a four, five, six game span where you have to play Ohio State, Michigan State, Penn State, Michigan, all in these uh, this stretch of games. That just isn't going to exist that season. So I think uh, you have to walk away from that feeling confident, happy with how that 2024 schedule shook out. Now, having said all of that, the flip side to this is that 2025 is going to be really rough. And it's going to be a much, much tougher schedule. Maybe tougher than they've had in the Big Ten West in recent years. We'll talk about the flip side of that and what's going to make 2025 so difficult here in a moment. So as good as the 2024 schedule is, uh, there has to be an opposite to that. And uh, 
that's going to be the 2025 schedule. With good comes the bad. Not only are you going to have to play Ohio State, Michigan, USC. Two of those are on the road, Ohio State and USC. You only have four home games in the Big Ten. And the good news is that you have three home non-conference games. But it's going to be a much, much tougher task for Indiana. They're going to open the season non-conference play against Old Dominion, Louisville, and Indiana State. All at home to open the season. They won't have to leave Bloomington. Again, Old Dominion, Indiana State, those are wins. Louisville, we'll see how things get on with uh, with the new coach, Jeff Brom. But it's going to be certainly a tough, a tough game, I think. Then you go into Big Ten play. We don't have, obviously, the exact dates of games yet, but we just mentioned that you're not going to have a gauntlet stretch in... 2024 there's there's a decent chance you have one of those in 2025 because there are nine games in ohio state michigan michigan state and usc are almost half of those games now they could be spaced out but it's unlikely and you're going to have to go to ohio state go to usc go to purdue as well go to Maryland. That's the other kind of, uh, good thing about the 2024 schedule is that the Purdue game is at home, uh, and the Maryland game is at home, but then you'll have to go to Maryland, go to Purdue, go to Illinois in 2025 as well. The Hoosiers just played well and beat Illinois and what was actually easily their best win of the season last year. And, uh, one of their better wins in recent years, based on how Illinois ended up later on in the season. But that is a program that sure, certainly seems like it's on the rise. And then your home games are going to be Michigan and Michigan state, which again, Michigan's going to be tough. Michigan state. You could kind of go either way, depending on what your thoughts are on Mel Tucker and how that program's looking right now, Iowa, which is always going to be, a frustrating game. I mean, Iowa is Iowa. So that one's always going to be tough. Uh, the Hoosiers last time they beat Iowa was 2012. That was at home. That's the only time they've beaten them since 2007. They have two home wins against Iowa since 2001. So that's going to be a tough game. Uh, and then you have or Rutgers that we mentioned I mean, in theory, Rutgers shouldn't be a tough game, but Indiana's made it a tough game more often than not. They had the huge homecoming game collapse. They lost the first game against Rutgers in the Big Ten. They won five games in a row and had some thoroughly dominant performances mixed in there, but the last two games have been getting hammered by Rutgers in 2021 when the team had given up. And last season, one of the most frustrating losses I think of the season was at Rutgers. So it's not a game Indiana's made easy in recent years. And just as we said, the road to six wins looks clearer in 2024. You can't exactly point out six wins in that season, but you can look and say there's only kind of two clear losses, maybe three, depending on going to Louisville. 
you look at 2025, you're losing the Ohio State game almost certainly. You're losing the Michigan game. You're losing the USC game. You're not going to be you're not going to feel great going into the Michigan State game. And now you're looking at three and a half, four games right off the bat that you're probably not going to win. And depending on what happens with Louisville, you might chuck that in there as well if Jeff Brom's able to get them turned around and suddenly things aren't nearly as bright. The Purdue game, you're playing on the road against Purdue. Who knows what the state of that program is going to be, but in recent years, that certainly hasn't been necessarily easy. And any rivalry game isn't going to be easy, especially on the road. So it it's just kind of the inverse. All this is just the inverse of 2024. If it was easy to see or clearer to see six wins, 2024, it's a lot harder. This is also more reason why Indiana has to do really well in 2024, I think. I I, I struggle to go into any game and say they need – or into any season, excuse me, and say they need to make a bowl game, especially with it being IU football. We'll see how things kind of play out this season. It's going to be really tough to call it a successful season if IU does not make a bowl game in 2024. And it – if IU doesn't make a bowl game in 2024, it might be Tom Allen's job done. So that places a lot of pressure on that season because you know the following season is going to be significantly harder and much more difficult to find six wins in a bowl game. It, it certainly sets up a really interesting dynamic with IU football, Tom Allen, the Big Ten, moving into those two seasons because the Hoosiers... You're gifted a chance, I think, at a, a favorable schedule and a a bowl game appearance in 2024, but what it costs you is probably any real chance at a bowl game in 2025. Do you guys agree? Do you think I'm being too harsh on the 2025 schedule? Do you think expectations should be high in 2024? Let me know in the comments down below if you're on YouTube, over at Twitter, in the reviews, anything like that. Appreciate all you guys for making us your first listen every day and for tuning in late on this Monday. Uh, the show got up late because it was a, a long weekend. So we're back. No more long weekends. We'll be doing it three times a week during June. So we'll be back on Wednesday to recap uh, uh, women's basketball seasons, catch up on any other news we might've missed as well. Follow us on Twitter. If you have not already at L O underscore Hoosiers, Subscribe to the podcast. Leave that rating and review. You guys know how much it helps us, and I greatly appreciate every single one of you that do it. But as always, guys, I hope you have a tremendous week. Get your week started off right on this Monday, and most importantly, LAO.